All right. Good morning, everyone. My apologies for the uh, for the few minute delay. You know, I'm sorry that I missed Mrs. Shulman's uh, announcement about the folding laundry, eating breakfast. You know, I, I will say I often live vicariously through my uh, wit sheer attendees. So many of you look like you're doing so many exciting things here. I'm just sitting here giving a sheer, and mamish, it's 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 always exciting to see what's going to come up on Wednesday morning. Baruch Hashem. But um, so not for me. You don't have to worry about it for me. For me, I'm okay if you eat breakfast or you eat, uh, do your laundry or exercise, whatever, whatever you need to do. But then maybe for the fellow share mates, it's uh, it might be a good idea. Anyway, so good morning, everyone. It's uh, wonderful to be back with all of you, and it's wonderful, Amir Tashem, this morning to continue our journey in Sefer Tehillim. I know our last couple of Shi'urim have uh, been on Megillah Suros. Last two have been on Megillah Suros, which again is not a total departure from Sefer Tehillim, the Alter Baba of David Amalek, but this morning we're going to continue. And again, at least for the next couple of weeks, I, I'd like to once again go back to the beginning of Sefer Tehillim to kind of close out. I, I think I really started um, this Mahalich or this approach in Sefer Tehillim and I'll share a couple of Prakim in, so I'm trying to tie up some of the loose ends on the front of Sefer Tehillim. So I'd like to spend this week, this our final week, on Kapitel Gimel, Chapter 3 in Sefer Tehillim. So but we've already spent two previous shiurim on this capital. And remember, again, what's incredibly unique about this particular chapter is, as we've seen, Mizmar David Bavarchom Ipneaf Shalom Beno. Literally, again, a song of David when he fled from his son of Shalom. This particular capital, David HaMelech tells us, was written when he ran, when he ran away from Avshalom. Remember, Avshalom, David's son, launched a rebellion against his father. And David HaMelech, rather than fight his son, chose to flee. He chose to flee. So, interestingly enough, interestingly enough, um, we we've studied in past weeks this idea of we've we spoke we spent one year really focusing on the genesis of the rebellion of Avshalom, and specifically again the entire episode with Bathsheba, and then we spent a second chapter, so our second year focusing as well on this capital. This week I'd like to focus you on the underlined pasuk in number one. So David Amalek says. So remember again, if we just read through the capital quickly, so David Amalek says, "Mizmar David b'varchum me'avshalom b'no Hashem marabu tzarai rabim kamimalai." David Amalek says in in pasuk number two, pasuk beis, "Klishparuch I have so many enemies, and so many people have risen up against." Me, Rabbim Omrim Lenafshi and Yeshua Sela Belakim Sela. So, and David Amalek says, Remember again, we spent a shir on this as well. David Amalek says, Kind of the most damaging part of the fact that people pursue me is when they tell me that I'm spiritually condemned. They tell me that I have no portion in your Ribbono Shalom. But, you are my shield, my glory who raises up my head. With my voice, I call out, to, I call to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy mount for all eternity. But here's the Pasuk. So you see a progression. David Amal says, I'm running away. I'm running away. I feel so overwhelmed. People tell me that there is no spiritual salvation. There's no hope for me. I am condemned. But then you see the tone switches. But you, Hashem, you're my shield. You lift up my head. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I call out to you and you answer me. And in Pasuk Vav, Anishachavti Vashina. Literally again, I lay down and I slept. HaKitzosi Ki Hashem Yismechini. I awoke for the Lord will support me. 
And what really got my attention about this Pasuk, first of all, is the interesting Lashon over here. If you look at it, it looks even like a little bit redundant. Ani shachavti v'ashina. Now the truth is, David HaMalach is being very, very precise with his words. Shachav means to lay down. Ashina means to fall asleep. Hakitsosi means to get up. Now, interestingly enough, very often the word shachav, which is being translated over here as lay down, is also used to mean fall asleep. But yet, David HaMalach is specifically saying two things. I lay down and I fell asleep. So what's interesting to note is the machlokis, the dispute amongst the Mepharshim, about how to interpret the slumber of David HaMalach. If you take a look at number two, so Rashi says, Ani shachavti v'ashina, libi atum bedaiga upachad, which literally means my heart is closed off with anxiety, daiga, worry, anxiety, upachad, and fear. Okay, hold on to that for just a second. Now look at the Radak. I lay down and I fell asleep. I lay down with a feeling of complete security. And I slept like a baby. I slept peacefully. Like a person who has no fear. So you understand how incredibly dramatic this is. The Mepharshim are trying to understand... What is the meaning of the slumber of David HaMelech? What is the meaning of this idea when David HaMelech says, I lay down and I fell asleep? Now you have to understand, what's bothering the Mepharshim? What's bothering the Mepharshim, if you think about it, is that sleep makes, makes no sense over here, right? Think about this in just a moment. If you have significant things on your mind, what's the one thing you usually cannot do? Good, I see you mouthing it. Fall asleep. Right? Generally, that's the way that it works. If I've got a lot going on, I generally can't fall asleep. So here you have David HaMelech saying, I'm running away from Avshalom. I'm overwhelmed. People say I'm spiritually condemned. I have, no sp- I, I, have, I have no part in the God of Israel. So you would think you hear all of this and David HaMelech is going to say, and I was pacing the bedroom the whole night. But yet David HaMelech says, I lay down, I fell asleep. I lay down, I fell asleep. Wow. So Rashi understands, this is incredible, that David HaMelech's falling asleep is a sign of withdrawal from the world. You see, Rahman al-Litzlan, one of the signs of clinical depression is that people just go into bed. They just go into bed. Now, why? Because we all know sleep is also an incredible escape, right? When I sleep, I don't have to face my challenges and my problems. That's why sometimes when you know that you have a particular difficult day ahead of you and the alarm goes off, all you want to do is turn to the other side. And not not necessarily because you may be tired, but because at the end of the day, I just, I don't want to face what it is that is in front of me. So according to Rashi, this is incredible. says, Libi I'm so anxious, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so scared that I can't even face the world. I can't even face the world. I, 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 just, I just have to withdraw. I'm so scared, I'm so, I'm so wrought with anxiety 
that the only thing I can do is lay down and fall asleep. I, how can you fall asleep? It's very simple. When sleep represents an escape, right? When the alternative is either live with your problems, live with your worries, live with your difficulties, or just simply withdraw, withdraw. So withdrawal seems like something so alluring. So according to Rashi, the slumber of David HaMelech is the slumber of escape. The Radak sees something very different. The Radak says, David HaMelech's sleep is the sleep of confidence. That when can you go, I was thinking about this, just when do you have the best night's sleep? Think about it just a moment. When do you have the best night's sleep? The truth is, if you think about it, when you come off a day in which you feel accomplished, when you come off a day in which you really feel like, you know what, this was good. I did what I was supposed to do. I lived how I was supposed to live. I accomplished what I was supposed to accomplish. I've done everything right. And I'm confident. I'm confident. You could put your head down on the pillow. You could close your eyes. You could fall asleep with a smile on your face because you know life is good. Yet Radak says, that was the sleep of David HaMelech. David HaMelech was so confident in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? He was able to fall asleep with Shalom. Like a person who doesn't have a fear in the world. All is git, as they say, right? All is good. All is good. Not a fear in the world. Absolutely no problems. So you see what's happening over here? Look at this Machlokas, Rashi and the Radak. They're speaking about the same man. They're commenting on the same exact verse. Ani shachavti va'ashina. I fell, I lay down and I fell asleep. According to Rashi, this is the sleep of escape. David HaMelech is so overwhelmed by the enormity of his life that he just wants to get out of here. You know, David HaMelech, I want to point out, he, 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 a couple of times in Tehillim, David HaMelech often says, if I could only have wings, if I could only have wings like the dove. You see in Sefer Tehillim this, this desire for escape. Now, David HaMelech was not an escapist personality, right? David HaMelech was not one of these people who was always looking to just avoid challenge. But David HaMelech was often so overwhelmed by his circumstances that all he wanted was a pair of wings. If I could just fly away, if I could just get out of here, what I, what I wouldn't give for that. And in the absence of wings, Rashi says, David HaMelech says, I'll take sleep. I'll take sleep. Because what sleep does is it gives me a couple of hours respite from the challenges of my life. Doesn't change anything. Doesn't help anything. When I wake up, it's still gonna be all the same challenges but if I could have a couple of hours respite from the enormity of my circumstances, what a welcome relief that would be. The Radak, no, David HaMelech is so confident, flying high, everything is good, I'm Bishalom, I have no pachad, no fear, because I'm just so confident that the Ribbono Shalom is going to take care of me. So what I wanna just point out is that these two models of sleep, of sleep as a withdrawal, or sleep as a display of confidence, we find in other circumstances as well. If you take a look at number four, so right, Sefer Yonah, Sefer Yonah for just a moment, one of the most incredible episodes in Sefer Yonah. So remember again, we're all familiar with the story of Yonah. Yonah, the prophet of God, dispatched on a mission to the city of Nineveh to deliver to them a message of tshuva. Turn yourself around or the city of Nineveh is going to be destroyed. And what happens? Yonah 
chooses to flee. He gets on a boat. An incredible storm threatens to overtake and capsize the boat. So what happens? So if you take a look at number five, so the Navi says, So what happens? This massive storm sparks frenetic activity. So the sailors, they're dumping stuff overboard. They're pulling down the sails. They're doing anything and everything they can so as to try to prevent the ship from capsizing. And what does Yonah do? Pasuk says, and what does Yonah do? Yonah goes down to the, to the belly of the boat, Yarkase, to the ship's hold, to the bottom of the boat. He lays down, same lotion, he lays down. But interesting enough, by Davana Malach it says, by Yonah it says, now, Tardema. So Tardema doesn't just mean to fall asleep. So the English translation over here is fast asleep. Misudas David in number six says, Hushena Amuka, a very deep sleep. So think about this for just a moment, right? So the, the, the boat is about to capsize. And by the way, when it capsizes, everyone's dead. That, that's what happens. Not just the pshat that'll capsize, they'll all get on the lifeboats and everything is just going to be fine. If it capsizes, they're dead. So the sailors are doing anything and everything in their power to try to salvage this situation. And what does Yona do? He goes below deck. He goes below deck and he lays down. And not only does he lay down, but he falls fast asleep. Now again, so how do you understand this nature of sleep? So if you take a look at number seven, so the Malbim says something amazing. The Malbim writes, Vayira Malochim, Asam, Zaku Ish sorry, so remember again, what do the sailors do? So the first should point out, the sailors do everything. They start praying to their gods. They start throwing things overboard. And conversely, what does Yonah? Then you have to understand, imagine you're looking at this event through the split screen. So on one hand, you see the sailors doing anything and everything in their possible, both in the spiritual realm, granted it was idolatry, but in the spiritual realm and in the physical realm, trying to do whatever they can to salvage the vessel. And what does Yonah do? Yonah goes below deck to go to sleep and says the Malbim, Amnam, number seven, three lines in. Amnam, Yonah, Yara the Yakas Yasinaviradim, Yonah goes to sleep. Vahaya Kavanaso, Basha Yare Shebeis Titbahasina Vipolosohayam, Yeshashas. Let me tell you the rest of this outside. So the Malbim understands something absolutely amazing. And this is part, again, this is not a sheer on Sefer Yonah, which maybe we'll do that at a, at a future time because it's quite incredible. When we finish Sefer Tehillim, although Alevai Cheshwach is going to have to grant me Arichos Yom Mishanim to be able to finish Sefer Tehillim with this Chavra. But um, the Malbim says something amazing. The Malbim says, when Yonah got on the boat, right, what, what was his plan? In general, we look at Sefer Yonah, we want like, Yonah, what was your plan? So the Malbim says something amazing. Yonah's plan was never to escape because he knew he couldn't escape. What was Yonah's plan? To die. To die. That, that, that was Yonah's plan. He, you can't outrun God, but I could die. And if I die, I can't go on the shlichos. I can't deliver the message. Because remember, again, it's part of a whole bigger discussion. Why doesn't Yonah want to go to Nineveh? Because Nineveh was the capital of the Assyrian Empire. And Yonah understood that what was happening over here was God was preparing the Assyrian Empire 
to overtake the Jewish kingdom. Yonah did not want to be a part of that. He just simply didn't want to be a part of it. So he felt better to give my life to save my people than to comply with the wishes of God. So Yonah's entire, his entire idea was to get on the boat, get away. I'm probably not going to survive, but that's okay. I won't have to go to Ninveh. So the Malbim says something startling. Why does Yonah go below deck? So Yonah goes to sleep, by the way, because again, he has no interest in saving anyone or himself. Why does he go below deck? He was scared that if he slept above deck, he might get thrown off the he might get thrown off the boat, and something crazy like a fish may swallow him up and spit him onto dry land. Yonah was a smart man; he knew that God could do anything. So what does he do? He goes below deck. What happens when a boat begins to sink? Right, the hold takes on water first. Yonah lays down with the intention of never waking up. That that's his intention. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna drown. I'm gonna drown. And he is at peace with that fate. He's at peace. He welcomes it. He welcomes it. I, I don't want to go to Ninveh. And by extension, that means I don't want to live. So I don't want to live. I'm going to be in the hold. It's going to take on water. I'm going to drown. I'm good with that. I, I, I hereby accept that fate. And again, he doesn't want to be accidentally tossed off the ship. So instead, he goes down into the hold to go to sleep. So why am I bringing this up to you? Because Yonah is the paradigmatic example of sleep as a withdrawal or resignation, right? That sometimes a person goes to sleep because at the end of the day, either I don't want to live anymore, right? And sleep is the closest thing that a person could experience to death without actively ending their own life, chas v'shalom. So I, I sleep as a, as a form of quasi-death, as a form of withdrawal, or as a form of resignation, that my life is just simply too overwhelming. It's just too, too overwhelming for me to deal with anything. And so I can't change my circumstances, or at least I perceive I can't change my circumstances. So the only thing I possibly can do, my only out, my only out, my only respite is sleep. Not on a physical level, but on an emotional, spiritual level. I can't deal with the enormity of my circumstances anymore. So I just need to escape. Yonah is the paradigmatic example of that. Yonah goes to sleep. And by the way, what's the proof? What's the proof? Is not only does he fall asleep, but vayiradim tardema. Tardema means like deep sleep, like snoring sleep, like no one could wake you sleep, right? That's the type of sleep that you really only fall into if you don't have a care in the world. Yonah doesn't have a care in the world. The boat is about to capsize. No, because he's happy if the boat capsizes. He's happy if he drowns. He's happy if his life comes to an end over here. And again, I want to be clear, not because Yonah actively wants this, but because the alternative is Yonah going to Ninveh and he doesn't want that. So here's the example, the paradigmatic example of sleep as the withdrawal, the resignation, the overwhelmed sleep. Life is too painful. Life is too difficult. I just don't want to deal with it anymore. Contrast that with number eight. So this is pretty incredible. So remember again, number eight is the magician Echaraba, where King Chizkio, right? Remember again, Chizkio was the king of Melech Yehuda, big tzaddik, a great, great grandson of David HaMelech. Sancheirev, the king of Ashur, is marching on Yerushalayim. So what happens? 
What happens? The Medrash writes, Amad Chizkiyos. Remember again, you know the story with Sanchiriv as well. What happens is, as the army of Sanchiriv slept at night, Hakadosh Baruch Hu came along and pretty much decimated the army in its entirety. So the Medrash in Echarabba writes as follows: Amad Chizkiyov Amar, Ani Ein Bikoach Lo Larog Velo Lirdov Velo Lo Marshira. So Chizkiyov said, Chizkiyov said that I have no koach. This is King Chizkiyo. Kashbaruchu, I have no koach. I don't have koach to kill. I don't have koach to pursue. I don't even have koach to sing shira. Chizkiyo says, I'm exhausted. Ela ani yashin amitasi viata ose. Chizkiyo says, here's the deal. I'm going to go to sleep and I believe that you've got this. I believe that you have this, that, that, that you're going to handle this. Yes, don't worry, sleep well, shluf gesund, right? I've got this. I've got this all handled. And sure enough, that night, an angel of HaKadosh Baruch Hu came along and totally wiped out the Assyrian army, the encampment of the Assyrian army. So the sleep of Chizkiyo HaMelech, so you know, even though Chizkiyo sounds, I'm so tired, I can't, I can't fight, I can't kill, I can't sing Shira, but I'm going to go to sleep with a sense of confidence. So Chizkiyah Melchidah represents the sleep of confidence. Sayona represents the sleep of resignation, right? The sleep of withdrawal. The sleep ultimately, again, if I can't do this anymore, I can't face life, I can't face my issues. All I want to do is escape. Really, it's really the sleep of escape versus Chizkiyah, who goes to sleep and we'll call it the sleep of confidence. So the obvious shayla now that we have to deal with is what kind of sleep was David Amalek sleeping, right? So at the end of the day, when we go back to number one, to Pasuk Vav, Ani shachavti va'ashino. Kedush Baruch Hu, I laid down and I fell asleep. So David Amalek, what kind of sleep are you having? And now we begin to understand this is the machlokes in number two, number three, between Rashi and the Radak, right? Rashi says, Rashi says that David HaMelech is having an anxiety-induced sleep, almost like a little bit more in the Yona camp, right? Where I'm so overwhelmed by the fear, by the anxiety, that I need to escape, I need to get out, and my only respite is sleep. Versus Radaku, and that was Rashi, versus Radaku says, no, David HaMelech's sleep was more like the sleep of Chizkiyo. This was the sleep of Chizkiyo, the sleep of confidence, the sleep that says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, everything is going to be okay. You've got this. You've got this. So which sleep is David HaMelech referring to? Ani shachavti va'ashino. I lay down and I fell asleep. Is that the sleep of confidence of Chizkiyo? Is that the sleep of withdrawal and desperation of Yona? See, interestingly enough, the Radak in number nine continues on. And the Radak says something amazing. The Radak writes, Ani shachavti va'ashina, shachavti bebetach v'ishan b'shalom ke'adam she'en lo pachad. So the Radak says the truth is to appreciate the true nature of Davra Melech's Pasek, you have to look at the rest of the verse. What's the rest of the verse? Hakitsosi, I got up, ki Hashem yismecheni, for Hashem will support me. That's the rest of the verse. So it says that something amazing. Hakitsosi, I was able to get out of bed. Ve'eneni nifhal, and I got up, I didn't get up with a start. With a start. Ke'adam hayashem itoch atzara, shunifal ba'kitsosi. You know, 
when you go to sleep, when a person experiences yona like sleep, sleep as an escape or sleep as a withdrawal, how do you get up in the morning? So the truth is not with a big smile on your face. You get up in the morning with an incredible and overwhelming sense of foreboding doom because I know what's waiting for me. Okay, so I got through the night. Maybe I managed to get a couple of hours of respite, of escape, but I know what's waiting for me. I know what's waiting for me. And when I get up at first thing in the morning, that feeling of overwhelming and foreboding difficulty is right there waiting for me. Is right there waiting for me. So that the Radak says, but David Amal says, when I get up in the morning, I don't get up like that. Hakitsosi. Hakitsosi means I get up with a start. I get up with excitement. Why? So this is absolutely beautiful. If you go back up to number one for just a moment, let's just see what the Radak just did in the Pasuk. So David HaMelech says, Now remember, the Radak's approach is that David HaMelech's sleep is a sleep of confidence. I fell into the deepest sleep because I'm b'shalom, I'm at peace, I have no fear. But the truth is, even if you go with Rashi's approach, that maybe David HaMelech, when he goes to sleep, he goes to sleep because it's an escape. And he goes to sleep because he's overwhelmed. And he goes to sleep because life is so difficult. And you know, sometimes in life, the reality is, I have problems that I cannot fix. You know, we like to think, especially when we're young, that every problem has a solution. And then as we get older, we remember, we realize, we learn that many problems don't have solutions. And even if they do have solutions, often I don't control them. I don't control them. So therefore, again, David is possible. Even if you go with Rashi, and as Shechafti Vashim, David says, I went to sleep. And the truth is, I went to sleep because it was an escape, because I'm so overwhelmed by the challenges of my life that I just needed a respite from it. I just needed an escape. But then something happens as I'm twisting and turning in my bed because although the sleep looks peaceful, it's really fitful because I know what I'm waking up to. I find a renewed sense of confidence. I get up, hakitsosi. Hakitsosi says that that means I don't just get up, but I get up with a gusto, right? I get up with a sense of zrizos, alacrity. I get up with excitement. Why? Ki Hashem yismecheni. Because Hashem is supporting me. Because Hashem is supporting me. Now, what does that mean? Where did this switch occur, right? So you understand what happens? If we kind of blend everything together, it turns out that what David HaMelech is really saying is as follows. I went to sleep because I was depressed. I went to sleep because I needed an escape from life. I went to sleep because I needed an out. Because life became so dramatically overwhelming that I could not do this anymore. That's why we've all had moments like that, right? Sometimes, sometimes it's incredible that the answer to life's greatest challenges is, I need a nap. I need a nap. Like somehow the nap is going to miraculously cure. I'm going to go to sleep for an hour. And when I wake up, the world is going to be dramatically different. That's not what I mean when I say I need a nap. When I say I need a nap, I say, I can't deal with this. I just, I, I just, and I know, I know, I'm not changing anything by putting my head down on the pillow. But I, all I know is I cannot deal with this, right? I cannot deal with this, right? And again, the this could be a variety of different things. Sometimes when your kids are too much, it's like, 
okay, I'm going to sleep, right? Good night, everyone. See you all in the morning. Right? Sometimes, sometimes that's what it is. And sometimes it's just in my own life with my own self. I'm so overwhelmed by the enormity of my circumstances. And sometimes the, the overwhelming nature is compounded by the fact that even if I wanted to solve the problems, I can't solve the problems. That's David HaMelech's life. David did whatever he could for his son Avshalom, but yet for Avshalom, it wasn't enough. What else do you want from me? David HaMelech says to his son. What else? You want the kingdom? Here, I'm not fighting you. I'm not fighting you. So David HaMelech says, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm just going to sleep. But then something happens. Something happens. David Amalek opens his eyes in the morning and instead of like slithering out of bed as someone who has to face an overwhelming foreboding and difficult day, Hakitsosi, I get up with a start. I get up with excitement. I get up with optimism. I get up with hope. Why? Ki Hashem yismecheni. Because Hashem is supporting me. Now, beautiful sentiment. But where do you see Hashem's support in this Pasuk? Right? Where do you see? David HaMelech is saying, I can get up with a sense of optimism and hope because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, ultimately again, life is so much better this morning. Why is life so much better this morning? So skip. I put more stories that we have to look at over here. But if you take a look at number 14, right? So Mishnah Bruder says, Mishnah Bruder says, opening halacha, Tov lomar tekev bikumo. Beautiful, right? So the, the halacha is right when you get up in the morning, you're supposed to say Moda'ani. In fact, remember again, Moda'ani does not contain the name of Hashem, does not contain the name of God. And that's why even upon getting up in the morning, even before I wash Negovas, right? Even before I wash my hands, doing the Tilas time in the morning, I have the ability to say Moda'ani. Immediately when you wake up in the morning, you should say, Moda'ani lefanecha. Look at these words. Look at these words. I thank you, Hashem. Right? I thank you, Hashem. Living and eternal King, for giving me back my soul in mercy. Right? Rabbo amuno Great it is your faithfulness. And it always struck me, what does that phrase mean? The rest of it makes sense, right? I thank you, Hashem, for giving me back my soul, because when we go to sleep, the soul is returned back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's cleansed, it's given back to me. Rabba Amunasecha. What does it mean, Rabba Amunasecha? Great is your faithfulness. And many of the commentaries explain so beautifully that Rabba Amunasecha means Hashem. Great is your faithfulness in me. What does this mean? Think about this for just a moment. If a person goes ahead, in fact, you could take a look. Um, let me see if I actually put it on the sheet here. No, so I'll just tell you this outside. So incredibly enough, when a person wakes up in the morning, when a person wakes up in the morning, even before I realize it, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has just whispered something magnificent in my ear, right? You wake up every single morning to a divine whisper. What's the divine whisper? I believe in you. I believe in you. Really? What do you, what do you mean you believe in me? So what, what Chazal were telling us with this one phrase is, if you wake up in the morning and you open your eyes in the morning, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given you another day of life, that means that He believes in you. Because if He didn't believe in your ability to accomplish something great, He would not have given you this additional day. Life is not an infinite renewable resource. 
Life is a finite, non-renewable resource. Life is not given to everyone for however long they want it. But life, as we know, we all know this, is given very specifically in a very timed fashion to a very select few. And if I wake up in the morning after giving thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for giving me back my neshama, for giving me another day of life, I realize, wow, Rabba Emunasecha, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you believe in me so much. Because if you didn't believe in me, you would not be giving me another day of life. A new day of life, opening your eyes and breathing a new breath in the new day is the greatest display of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's belief in me. Rabba Amuna Secha. How great is, see, it's interesting. You want to hear something amazing? We focus our whole lives on working on our Amuna in Hashem. And we forget that each and every day, HaKadosh Baruch Hu expresses His Amuna in us. You see, there's this reciprocal relationship. I believe in God and He believes in me. You'll say, that's crazy. How do I know He believes in me? It's very simple. You're here today. You're here today, Baruch Hashem. I don't mean on this year. I mean on this world. Right? You're here in this earth today. You open your eyes. You have another day of life in you, Baruch Hashem. That's the greatest testament to how much HaKadosh Baruch Hu believes in you. Because there are people who didn't wake up today. There are people who don't have it. Now, again, that's not, then Baruch Hu doesn't need them anymore. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't need them in this world anymore. But if I woke up today and I opened my eyes today, Rabba Emunasecha, how much you must believe. You, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, believe in me. I spend my life trying to figure out how to believe in you. And every single day when I wake up, you are, you are broadcasting to me how much you believe in me. Rabba Emunasecha, great is your belief in me, Ribono Shalolam. So now we understand what's happening with David HaMelech. David HaMelech. And by the way, before I go on to David HaMelech, I'll just say this outside. The Shulchan Aruch says something amazing. I think this is one of the hardest halachas in Shulchan Aruch. It's the opening statement in the Shulchan Aruch. Your Yosef Karo, right? This is the first page in Shulchan Aruch. Yisgaber kari lamod baboker laavodos boro. The Shulchan Aruch says, you should get out of bed like a lion. Should get out of bed like a lion in the mornings. Gird yourself, strengthen yourself like a lion in the morning. Shima or Rashachar. That you should awaken the dawn and don't let the dawn awaken you. And the Ramah continues as the Ramah says, Umiyad, Shir When you get up in the morning, don't kind of like slither out of bed. Don't fall out of bed. Jump out of bed. I think it's the hardest halacha in Shulchan Aruch, right? Because most of us are just happy if we don't hit the snooze button 17 times, right? That's considered to be the pinnacle of human accomplishment. But again, the Shulchan Aruch is saying, it's not enough just to get up in the morning. You have to get up like a lion, right? You have to get up like a lion. You have to get it. You have to awaken the dawn and don't let the dawn awaken you. Really? Come on. Come on. It, it, it really is. It's good enough if I just get up. And first, really, on a serious note, why do I have to get up like a lion? But besides the fact that if you've ever seen lions, when they get up, they don't really spring into action so much. They like stretch, they this. Okay, but leaving that aside, the halacha is clearly trying to communicate to me that when you get up, get up with a start, get up with excitement. Why? Now we understand it. Because if I open my eyes in the morning, you believe in me. Think about this for just a moment. What is the most, the greatest gift in life? The greatest gift in life is to have someone who believes in you, 
right? It, isn't that the greatest gift? You know, th- there are so many books on parenting and successful parenting. Again, I'm not a parenting guru. You could just ask my kids that. They will confirm that. But I, I, I think that the secret to successful parenting is a very simple thing. Your children should always know that you believe in them. That's it. No matter how stupid they are, right? You should still believe that at the end of the day, right? No matter, no matter how many poor decisions they make, right? At the end of the day, no matter how, I shouldn't say how stupid they are, sometimes how stupid they act, right? No matter how many times that happens, that I believe in you. That a child who knows that my mother, my father believes in me. And even if I'm not always doing what they want, and even if I'm not always conducting myself or living my life, how they would want me to live, they believe in me. That is the greatest gift. That is the greatest gift that any parent could ever give a child. Because when you grow up, when you grow up with parents who believe in you, then you believe in yourself. Mashenke, we all know if a person grew up in a home with parents who always put them down or parents who took the wind out of their sails or parents who said to children, you can't do it. You can't do it. Then Rahman al-Sana takes years to build up a sense of self from that. So our parent is no different than we are. What we're supposed to do for our children, our parent, the Kaddish Baruch Hu, does for us. But for us as parents, sometimes we forget to do it every day. HaKadosh Baruch Hu does it for us each and every morning. Every morning when I wake up, when I open my eyes, and that's like Chazal said, when you get up in the morning, you don't wait to say Modani. You don't wash Negel Vaser. Miyad. Immediately when you open your eyes in the morning, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for giving me back life. But more important, or just as important for giving me back life, thank you for giving me life because life shows me that you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, believe in me. And if you believe in me, if the King of Kings, the Master of the Universe, believes in little old me, believes in me, wow. Wow, you, Melech Malchei Hamlochim, you, Haya Hove V'yihia, you are Kaddish Baruch Hu, you believe in me? You believe in me? Then I have to really start believing in myself as well. Then I have to really pick myself up. And if you really believe in yourself, you get yourself out of bed. Right? You don't stumble and knock into 15 walls and stub every toe, making your way to the sink. Right? Eyes wide open, you sprint. You sprint. You know why you sprint? Because if God believes in you, then you have to believe in you. And there's a lot to accomplish today. The greatest gift that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us, isn't it incredible? Is we haven't even fully opened our eyes. I'm still seeing double. It's still blurry a little bit. Rabbi Munasecha, but you believe in me. And once I know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu truly believes in me, there is no end to what I could accomplish. Let's loop this back. Now I understand what David HaMelech was saying. It's not a contradiction. You see, you can accomplish a lot even when you sleep. The Jew is always accomplishing, even in the midst of slumber. Right? So David HaMelech, when he goes to sleep, and it's quite possible that David HaMelech, like many of us at different times in life, went to sleep. Why? To escape. It's not to sleep for fatigue, or at least it's not a sleep for physical fatigue. It's a sleep to remedy emotional fatigue. I'm done. I'm done. 
I just can't do this anymore. I just can't keep fighting the same battles. I have for David Amelf, these are literal battles. How long, how long should I have to deal with this stuff? Avshalom, I'll give you everything. Just give me peace. Just don't kill me. Just let, just, I'll go on with my life. I'll live out in exile. David Amelf was ready to live out the rest of his life in exile. I can't deal with this anymore. So David Amelf lays down and yes, he falls asleep. How can you fall asleep? There's civil war unfolding all around you. I'm falling asleep because I can't deal. I'm Yonah. I'm Yonah, David Amalek says. He comes before Yonah, but you understand. I'm Yonah. Yonah goes to the, Yonah goes to the bottom of the ship, closes his eyes, ready to go to sleep because simply he just cannot handle it anymore. David Amalek says, that's me. I'm done. But then something happens. Then what happens? He sleeps. He gets a few hours of respite and he opens his eyes. And there's an amazing epiphany. Hakitsosi, I opened my eyes the next morning and I found myself getting out of bed with a start, with a jump, with a zrizos, with an alacrity. Why? Ki Hashem yismecheni. Because Hashem, you're holding me up. Where is Hashem holding David HaMelech up? It's very simple. The next morning when David HaMelech opened his eyes, he realized, I feel down and out. But if you've given me another day of life, it's because you believe in me. And if you believe in me, then I have to begin to believe in myself. If you believe in me, then I could overcome these challenges. How, what, when, where, that remains to be seen. That remains to be seen. But if you've given me another day of life, you've allowed me to open my eyes. I've spent my life, David HaMelech says, believing in you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And now for the first time, it just dawned on me how much you believe in me. And every single morning when I open my eyes, Kaddish Baruch Hu, you reinforce how much you believe in me. And Kaddish Baruch Hu, if you are truly able to believe in me, then I need to get out of bed. I need to stop escaping. I need to start, stop slumbering. I need to start addressing the challenges of life. Recognizing some of the challenges will have a solution. Some of the challenges won't have a solution. Some things are within my control and some things are not. But at least I have to try. This was the incredible evolution of David HaMelech. From going to sleep in a state of desperation to waking up with an unbridled sense of optimism, hope, and commitment to really living an impactful life. And what changed? What changed? Waking up changed. Opening his eyes changed. The epiphany occurred when he opened his eyes, realized that he was given another gift of a day of life, recognizing that that gift only comes because HaKadosh Baruch Hu realizes that you could do something with it. Remember, the Ribbono Sholem never gives out gifts for free. Any gift you have comes with strings attached. Gift always comes. This is why, you know, Chazal say, Sonei Matanos Yichia. He who despises gifts lives a long life because gifts always come with strings attached, always. And even when people tell you, oh, this is just, always comes with strings attached. By the way, and it's true that Kaddish Baruch Hu also, everyone of Kaddish Baruch Hu's gifts comes with strings attached, but the strings are very simple. If I'm giving it to you, I, because I believe in you. And if I believe in you, I'm asking you to do something meaningful with it. It was true for David HaMelech, and it was true for us as well. Sometimes when we go to sleep, we go to sleep like Yonah, overwhelmed by the enormity of our circumstances, overwhelmed by the things that are swirling around us in life and often powerless 
to do anything about it. And all we want is a couple of hours of respite. I know the nap isn't going to solve my problems. And I know the nap, although we like to think that maybe, maybe I'll take a nap, I'll wake up and the world will be different. Maybe there's always that possibility. Maybe my problems will solve themselves over the course of my shluf. Now, wonderful, wishful thinking. I've not heard of one case where that's actually happened. But maybe, maybe one of you will be Zolchem, Yeretz Hashem. But more importantly, even if we go to sleep like Yonah, we have to wake up like David. Even if we go to sleep like Yonah, we have to wake up like Tzidkiyo. Even if we go to sleep like Yonah, have to wake up with a sense of optimism. And to always realize that if you had the schuz to open your eyes this morning, Rabba Emunasecha, Ribono Shal Olam, I spend my life working on my belief in you. And I realize that every single morning you broadcast your belief in me. And if you believe enough in me to give me another day of life, then I pledge to you to do something meaningful and significant with it. This was the strategy of David HaMelech. And may we be Hashem to use it as our strategy for successful living as well. We'll stop over here for today. Wishing everyone a wonderful rest of the day, wonderful rest of the week. And in Merit Hashem, looking forward to continuing our journey in Sefer Tehillim next week together. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Have a good day, everyone.